Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You All podcast, where we help you navigate your wellness journey each and every week. I'm Amy Albero. I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We're both licensed therapists, and we're eager to be talking to you about love languages today. I love love languages. <laughs> it's fun. I'm excited. Yeah, it's really fun. Wait, I don't know. We just started talking. <laughs> but we'll get into that in just a second. We we have we have some we have some other things to chat about before we we dive into love languages. We have to check in. Living living full and well life to put together. We feel it. Take care, care of ourselves. So, Catherine, how how you doing? How you holding up? How's your self care? <laughs> I feel like you're asking how you're holding up because you know that I am extremely tired. <laughs> <laughs> my self-care sucks right now uh because i i just told you this but i have this like very common pregnancy rash that is very very uncomfortable it's extremely itchy and there's really nothing you can do about it apparently uh this just happened so i'm working on it <laughs> working with the world wide web and also professionals um anyway so very very uncomfortable and um all I can really do and and, and pretty much any time that I'd be doing like self-care that actually would make me feel good I, I am putting ice packs on or I'm like applying uh anti-itch cream that's oh. safe for pregnancy and yeah or I'm scratching myself so like, it's just like really not a great time right now. Oh, it's and, like the self-care out of necessity, not out of like desire. Exactly. It's like, well, I can't go or I, I can go out for a walk or I can work out or I can do these things. Maybe if I'm like really feeling up to it, like today, I don't feel like doing anything because I was up late, like feeling very, very uncomfortable sleep so I really don't feel like doing anything besides taking a nap which I haven't done yet and I want to do later so <laughs> yeah so I, I I could go do these things maybe if I have enough energy to but then like there are consequences to that like that might make this feel worse and then then where am I at so <laughs> oh. that sucks yeah. and so that's impacting your other self-care including your sleep too. Right. Right. Which is a huge one. Um, sleep, exercise, cleaning up after myself in my kitchen, like just like everything kind of gets pushed away, pushed like, so yeah, it's kind of just like a, it sounds dramatic, but it's almost like the survival self-care mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of self-care. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I'm, that's all I can do. And yeah, I just need to be like kinder to myself around it because it's frustrating. Right. Right. Yeah. I imagine your self-talk can get pretty, um, impatient or yeah, not, not be so kind. Yeah. Well, and especially because it's like, because there's such a question mark around this rash that it's like, all they know is that it disappears after you deliver. And I'm very far away from delivering. So oh, that's so unsatisfying. Right. So I'm I'm just thinking about the next three months feeling really uncomfortable. And that freaks me out even more. 
I hate that for you. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah it really sucks. So I'm going to keep doing my my survival self-care. Mm-hmm. And in addition to these other things that I'm adding in that are all these like natural ways of trying to get this to calm down at mm-hmm. the very least and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's also experimental self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I hope you find some relief soon. Thank you. I hope so too. How about you? How's your self-care? Um, I think overall my self-care has been pretty good. I wanted to share two self-care things that are like non-traditional self-care. And I mean, I, I think they're self-care, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. The first is, as I shared, I think the last time we recorded my birthday, um, my birthday happened in between our last recording and this one. And overall, I'm not I'm not a big birthday person, but it was it was fun to celebrate my birthday. And one of the things I um, did as a gift to myself is that I purchased a flight to Miami at a non-typical time. Usually, you know, because I travel so often, I'm usually like, give me just the cheapest flight and I, I'm there. And the cheapest flight is usually um 6 a.m out of um, jfk which is like 45 minutes from my house which and it's like jfk is like you know kind of a clusterfuck so it's not like the best travel day and so i'm up at like 3 a.m usually and then i have it's a it's a long day and so i was like you know what screw that not doing that and i um bought myself a flight from westchester county airport which is like 15 minutes from my house and at 7.30 a.m. And so I got to sleep in a little bit. And I got here, honestly, around the same time that I usually would because traffic at like 9 a.m. when I land typically is like awful. And so I landed literally an hour and a half after or maybe like an hour after and still got to my place at the same time. So it's good to know. So anyway, so that was that was one self-care is like kind of just thinking about like how to treat myself. That was definitely like a self-care treat. So I spent, I splurged a little bit on a flight for like a little bit more sleep and just overall like ease and comfort. Especially like right after your birthday. That's so nice to just like not have to end your birthday being like, oh, I have to wake up at mm-hmm. 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you got to ease out of birthday mode. Although I know your birthday mode is quite low. Except <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yes, except except this time. Well, I did have like a glass or two of wine um, yeah. last night, which was my birthday. And so like even that was kind of nice to not wake up at 3 a.m. like still a little buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's self-care number one. And then self-care number two might make me sound a little bit bratty, but I, you could judge me. You can let me know. I'm excited. <laughs> so um for my birthday dinner, I wanted to go to a club that my husband and I belong to. It's where we go once a week for like our date night. So, you know, we we go there frequently. I love it. It's like um, beautiful views of the water and all that good stuff. And um, And so my husband made a reservation for us like weeks, if not months ago and specified like essentially table closest to the water and it's Amy's birthday, which was really nice. Um, and so we get there and 
did not get table closest to the water, which fine, fine. Um, no one acknowledged it's my birthday. Fine. Um, I order dinner and I ordered like a, essentially like a chicken Milanese, essentially like, like a pounded chicken breast with a lot of arugula and some like freshly shaved Parmesan cheese. I love chicken Milanese. So good. And there was a giant piece of mold on the Parmesan cheese. And I was, well, disgusted. Oh. And normally what I would do, I'm never a send it back type person. Never. I'm never a, like, if my, like, if I get like a, like a steak or something and it's overcooked, they come around, they ask me how things are. It's great. I'm never the person that sends something back, but I sent it back yesterday. And then this is where the bratty part comes in. (laughs) And then um, I wrote an email to the owner or not owner, I'm sorry, the manager of the, like of the club and just like shared a little bit about my experience in a very like kind of objective way, like not me, not critical, but just like what happened here? Like, this is not, this was not okay. And I also felt like, kind of bummed. Like it re- like I lost my appetite. Didn't, didn't actually eat a birthday dinner. Like I just didn't want anything. And so I was feeling pretty bummed out and it, it made me feel a little bit better to send it back to let them know and to make sure that the manager knew as well. So, yeah. yeah. So is that self-care? <laughs> Wait, where was the self-care part? Speaking up for yourself? Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think speaking up for myself, like not, not just like eating it literally and figuratively of just like saying like, it's fine when it's not fine. I'd call that self-care, especially if it's something that you are like not, not usually doing and makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worked a muscle that I'm not used to to working. Um, but I, I guess I was I was really thinking as I did it, this like ties into an episode that was recently released at time of our recording, but it's an episode about hyper wellness with Jack Gladstone, where we were kind of talking about like, why are people just kind of okay with like feeling like crap or like, uh, like just why are people okay with like, not like things not like feeling right or being right. And I was kind of thinking that as I was writing the email this morning, like, why am I just okay with like being like disappointed or unsatisfied or something about, about something that can actually be addressed and changed. And so I was kind of channeling that conversation this morning while I was typing away. I'm so glad our podcast can help you. That's what we set out to do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Oh, and then not self-care related, but I know when we were recording our 50th episode, we were kind of talking about things um, that we kind of learned from the podcast, but I realized one more thing and it really, it Mm -hmm. leads us actually perfectly into today is that I've learned so much. This podcast and these topics have helped me deepen my relationship with my husband. I feel like every, every week, every topic, I'm like, tell me about, you know, your experience with time management, like, tell me about like love languages. Let's talk about it. Um, and so that's been also really cool. It's like given, given us a new like conversation starter, um, that I've enjoyed. Oh, that's so nice. I've definitely talked to mine too. And it's like, 
it is it is cool to like bring him in on bring him in on it especially the one you know our topic today mm-hmm. it's great yes. so should we get into it let's love languages yes talking mm-hmm. about the love languages yes which up until recently there were only five which mm-hmm. we will talk about whether or not you and i kind of can latch on to these other two or if they can go somewhere else or not be here at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll certainly weigh in on the, on the two, on the two new love languages, but yeah. Can, can you give a little um, background about what love languages even are, why we care about them? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I'd love to say that I talk about love languages all the time, whether I'm talking with, whether I'm in sessions with couples or individuals, it's coming up. Um, and what, I mean, first of all, what they really are, are the way that we give and receive love. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the way that we communicate or act out that love. Um, and we'll just, I mean, we're, we'll talk about those first five. There's quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts and acts of service. And we'll get into those a little bit more too, but each of these have the same goal essentially. And that goal is to, is to allow somebody else to know, like, this is, this is me caring about you. This is me showing you that I love you. Um, And this is, this is me understanding that I'm loved. This is me understanding and seeing that you love me. So it breaks down how complicated that act of love can really be and how different it can be for everybody because how you get love and how you give love is totally different. Or I mean, it might be the same. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, but, but like across the board, it's totally different um, from person to person, especially like if you take the quiz, it's like percentage wise can be like drastically different, even if your top two or quality time and physical touch like mine, it might be like physical touch is like 15% as opposed to like 30%. So Mm -hmm. so it's, it's very, very nuanced. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think love languages are so helpful and, and especially when working with couples or people, you know, a person who's in a relationship, I mean, so much of what we often see is that there is some sort of like miscommunication or lack of understanding that that happens between people. And it's it's typically because they are speaking a different quote unquote language um, where they might be actually communicating the same thing, aka I care about you, but the way that they're doing it just isn't translating in a way that the uh, like receiver can hear. And so- Yeah, they, they could totally miss it. Totally, totally. And I know that that's definitely been true for me because as we'll get into, my husband and I speak- kind of different languages. And so it, it is really, really useful to know. I know there are some people that think like, you know, putting so much stock into love languages is like, you know, not not worth your time. But I, I think it's just one more tool in um, helping you understand yourself and understand your partner and um, deepen your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about all five. Yeah. Okay. With, yes. What What are we starting with? We'll pick my fave. <laughs> my number one 
which is quality time. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what is quality time? So quality time is really all about like when a person really, really um, like appreciates like having kind of undivided attention from their partner. It's not, it's not just about being like physically in proximity, but the quality of the closeness. And so it's not just sitting next to each other on the couch, both on your phone while watching a show. It's like actually engaged in maybe a conversation or maybe you're both watching the show and talking about it. Um, the, the, I mean, it's, it's right in the, in the name here. Um, the quality of the time is, is important. So it can mean it can include making eye contact, actively listening, staying present. Um, maybe like, you know, quality conversations, deep conversations, like sharing thoughts, experiences, feelings, um, things that are personal and without much interruption. I think that's really important too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's like an undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that mine is like, even, even if like that quality, cause what all of these have in common is that there's, there's effort put behind them. Right. So like, yes. like you said, you can be like, you can be sitting on the couch with your partner watching a show and be in and be in physical proximity to each other and it not mean much anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um or there there can be a, a sense of that, even like you don't have to be engaged in this in this deep conversation every single time that you're having this quality time or doing this, having this uh sense of an experience together. But as long as there's some sort of effortful interaction, like I know that at least if I'm watching a show with my husband, that if, as long as we're watching it together and we're commenting on it to each other and we're like maybe pausing it and, and talking to each other, or there's some engagement where it's not okay. We're watching the show, but like, I'm also on my phone scrolling and he's on his phone scrolling or he's on his phone. And I'm like, Hey, we're doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, then like, as long as that's not happening, then there's, there's something else behind it. Like it doesn't always have to be so involved. Mm-hmm. So it can be. And when it's really involved, it's really, really meaningful. And it's really, really, yeah, it, it, it's really, really meaningful. And that's, that's where I feel the love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, in terms of the way that I experience love, this, this is it for me. Like I, my, my, like the, the one ask again, my birthday just happened. What, what did I ask for, for my birthday? I asked for no, <laughs> like, like laptop time, like sitting next to each other on the couch. Like I really want, I wanted the quality time. That was like the the gift that I wanted. And um, for my husband, who's very busy and works too much and all of that stuff, it, it was a, it was a, an ask that um, meant a lot to me. And so, yeah, I, I like what you're saying too. I think I think the effortful planfulness is is also a big part of the quality time. And so, if if you have a partner that also experiences love through quality time, you know, it's important to know that extended time apart. Being distracted while you're together, like lots of interruptions, uh, that can that can really not feel good. 
Um, so those are, again, this is why it's important to to have an understanding of, of your language, your love language and your partners, because then you can kind of get a better sense of how to, again, help them feel loved and not go toward the unloving uh, spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was long distance with my husband when we were dating for a while and the arguments that we would get in when we were apart were around the time that we weren't spending together. And it was around it. And, but the time that we were spending together had to look different when we were apart. And it was more about like, I mean, it was like Skype at the time, but it was uh, the phone conversations, the FaceTimes, those kinds of things that that's what we can grasp at. So that Mm -hmm. that's what we needed to have a sense of that quality time Mm -hmm. that we were, that we were lacking. But even if that was happening, there'd still be this, this lack of feeling like you're loved because both of us really relied on that. And that's where a lot of the, a lot of arguments would stem from, mm-hmm. and it, which is like, it's not funny, but it's, it's like funny that we were fighting over not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right. I know. I, it, it is so hard, especially with like those uh, relationships where there has to be distance. It's really tough. And and now like in the way that our world is like that, we're like, this is my like attached to my hand at all times, basically. And so there's so, so much temptation for distraction. So it's, it, it's really hard to get the quality part of time in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Yes. What about words of affirmation? Hmm. Okay, so this is one that I, um, first of all, I would just like to say is like lower. I think it's the lowest on my on my on my list of my results when I retook the leveling, which is close. Um, this one is really about telling your partner how you feel about them and having your partner tell you how they feel about you. This isn't just like talking to you or 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 you know having conversations. This is like about you. And like, this is me like expressing my love and and really communicating it through words. So a lot of people, a lot of people need this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not surprisingly, because I know we, you and I tend to overlap a lot. This is, this is my lowest one as well. Like I could, I could take it. I, I could I could kind of like take take or leave this one. I do think part of it is I, I didn't grow up in a household where there were like a, a lot lots of like I love yous or like the, those kind words of affirmation like really thrown around very much. Like my love languages are so representative of the way that I saw love communicated in my family of origin. Um, and so I, I suspect for me that that's why like this one doesn't like mean as much, but I know, I think we're probably in a minority because I know so many people like really thrive on getting that like external validation, that affirmation, um, that it's so important to them in terms of maybe feeling secure or feeling loved. And so this, this one I imagine is, is quite popular and like, and so if your partner is someone who seems to, you know, really respond well to compliments and, you know, um, reacting really positively to, to something that you your partner's accomplished and things like that, 
um, then they probably are a words of affirmation person, which on the flip, flip side means that um, people who have words of affirmation as a more prominent love language probably are going to feel really negatively affected by unkind words and they might be overly um, sensitive to criticism. And so that's that's definitely something to be mindful of and, and to look out for. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my husband take this and I was really surprised to learn that this was really high up on his. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so of course, when he shared his results, with me, he had texted me like a picture of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I gotta be telling you more things. Wow. And of course I like in all caps was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I think it's like all those times you tell me you're proud of me. Those mm-hmm. are like, those are the ones that really get me. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, I, I could see how that was meaningful to you, but I didn't know like how meaningful until yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, you and your husband have been together for so long. Like, isn't it amazing to like still be learning things? (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Was he, I know, was he surprised that words of affirmation was his like higher? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he was Mm -hmm. because because it's not the outright, like, like, you're so beautiful, honey. You're so Mm -hmm. cute. Like, I think like those don't mean as much to him. It's like very specific yeah. to actions he's done and he's being recognized for them. Yeah. 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 This is, this is not one of my husband's um, top ones, but we definitely have like through the course of our relationship, he he has said to me, like, mm-hmm. I, I would like it if you, you know, told me that you're proud of me more or that, you know, that, that I'm handsome or like something like that. Like he's, he's, he throws the the compliments out like all the to the point where like it almost doesn't they don't even like it's just <laughs> noise which is very very sweet um but again it just like doesn't come naturally to me um because i express love in such a different way so that was also just really helpful so it's something i'm more mindful about because it's again those things don't really they it's like teflon it's like i <laughs> Are you an empty nester or do you know one or two? This time in life is quite the shock to the system. Moms have just turned off a part of themselves that's been on for at least two decades, if not more. And many mothers at this point don't really know what's next for themselves. It makes a lot of sense when a huge focus of yours has all of a sudden disappeared or at least looks a lot different than it had before. Because this can be such an off time, we've created a group for moms in just this position. Welcome to Embrace the Empty. I'm Christine Gigliotti, and I will be facilitating this group over Zoom on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. starting September 13th. Get all the details and sign up at the link in our show notes. Okay, next up is physical touch. Okay, so, I mean, this is pretty pretty obvious. Uh, however, it's not just sex. If anybody was thinking that, mm-hmm. uh, it can be handholding, it can be cuddling, it can be hugs. Um, again, huge on, huge on my list. This is the second one. And it's like neck and neck with quality time. Mm-hmm. And this is like, if my husband and I are together, like there's a hand on a hand or there's like, like if he's doing something in the kitchen, like my hand is 
on his shoulder or like there's like a touch happening somewhere mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, again, like physical touch, it just has to do with literally being in the presence of somebody, but having that connection through the actual act of touching each other. Yeah. Right. Right. That, that a lot of like comfort comes from that touch. Like you're saying, like just being, um, connected physically. Um, this is, this is my husband's number one physical touch. Um, he's similar to, to you, like, um, again, not, not in a sexual way necessarily, but just like likes to be physically, um, touching. And, um, and so for, for him, for, for you, um, for others that resonate with physical touch as their, um, kind of like more main love language that neglecting physical intimacy or, um, kind of extended periods of distance with like physical intimacy can really have a big impact. Um, because the, the touch is kind of soothing and calming and grounding and again, loving. And so it probably doesn't feel great if that need is being neglected. So I had just said, you know, with words of affirmation, I don't think it's a top one for me because I, I didn't really see it, see see that as like love languages communicated in my family of origin. In my husband's family, they are very touchy, like they're like very physically um affectionate and things like that. So I mean, do do we think is is there is there a correlation here? Are you seeing that across yours or your husband's love languages that it might relate to think what you've learned about relationships or love? Um well it, it's interesting what as soon as you said that about about um words of affirmation not being one of one of the ones that, from your family of origin, I I think it could go either way. I think it could be this is what I know. And so this is, this is like how I give and receive, or it's like, this is what I almost like innately have always needed and never got. And like, really I'm still looking for like, my family's like big on words of affirmation and, and it's like I said, it's like the lowest on my, mm-hmm. on my list here. So, so I don't think that it always, yeah. Oh, right. I mean, it could be that you're so sustained by that, like that part of you is so, I don't know, like full or healed or whatever, satisfied that it might not need as much like attention or love. Right, right. And that's, that's a good thing to note that like, maybe you're not getting all of these from your partner, maybe you're mm-hmm. getting these from somebody else, a family member, a friend, mm-hmm. or multiple but some of these you can't get from those other people. Some of these you, you really do need to be getting um, at, in this way, like yeah. in this in love with you way versus in the love you way right? Um, <laughs> from your partner. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Going on to the next, receiving gifts, which is a way that I express love, um, which I'll, I'll get into here because this kind of surprised me to think about but receiving gifts is um not necessarily about expecting large or expensive gifts but appreciating the thoughtfulness behind them um so like if a partner goes out of their way to get them a gift during the course of their day this communicates to their partner that they were thinking about them 
And again, they don't need to be like big or like expensive. They can have no monetary value at all. Um, just like maybe like finding, I don't know, a shell on the beach or something like that, um, that a partner keeps to give, give to their significant other, just as a, like, this made me think of you kind of way. Um, and so people with this love language, like appreciate not just the gift itself, but the time and effort the gift giver put into getting the gift. Yeah. Sometimes people think people jump to, this is like the shallowest of the love languages, but as soon as it's explained as more of the, it's the meaning behind it, it's the thoughtfulness behind it. It's not the price tag on it that matters. Um, Then it really does give you a little more information about, about how, how, how this can be somebody's Mm-hmm. you know, way of, way of getting their love and, and giving love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think like, I, like you, I, I like to, there's something about giving a gift, right. That like, if you, if you think of that thing, that's super thoughtful, there's like, Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this. Um, and that lands so much differently than, all right, here's this gift card. Cause I think you might think you might be able to get something from Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, they have things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, that gift received is much different than the gift received of like, wow, you know that I really love, um, my mother-in-law knows I really love plants. So she gave, you know, gives me a plant. Like that's actually mm-hmm. so sweet and mm-hmm. so thoughtful. Um, so that's much different than somebody just, hey, here's here's this thing that you right. know I, I, I felt obligated to give you something. You know, here here it is. I just checked it off. Right, right, right. Yes, or like here's roses on Valentine's Day, just because that's what you're supposed to do. That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a notorious like, you know, saw this and it made me think of you just because kind of gift giver love like i i can spend hours in the card aisle at like cvs or something like that like just sending a you know just because kind of gift or card or um like if if i have a friend that's like going through a hard time like putting together a little basket like it it gives me a lot of joy to do that but like that's yeah it's a it's a thing that i really um like think a lot about and and I don't know and maybe it's because like expressing things verbally is like more challenging for me and this is like a a physical representation of how I care I think that's why I I tend to lean toward lean into this one but yeah I, I like I do love gift giving but again yeah I'm not a here's a you know Amazon gift card type of giver I like the thoughtfulness there and but so- then there's the, the receiving of it where like you and I can love doing this and think, think like, actually like this gift that I'm giving somebody, I put in a lot into this. I was thinking about it for a while. And like, I really think this represents them and like our relationship, the person on the receiving end, if this is not their top love language, love language, it might not land the way that you think it could land. Yeah. So, so if your expectation is, they're going to feel what you're feeling. It, that might not be mm-hmm. um, just like we've, we've been like kind of ranking these as we've been going along. 
it doesn't mean it's going to be meaningless either. Um, Because we all need some of each of these. Um, It's just a matter of how much of each of Mm -hmm. these. So the person getting this is going to appreciate it Mm -hmm. either way. Yeah. But are they going to appreciate it in the way that maybe you would have appreciated it or or would they are they going to appreciate it in the way that they would if this was their number one love language? Maybe not. This is su- such a good point. I, it made me think immediately of um, events surrounding my wedding. And at, like at the night of our rehearsal dinner, I had, you know, gotten very thoughtful gifts for wedding wedding party parents and things like that. And um, and uh, handkerchiefs were kind of a, a a detail that was woven through like our, our wedding invitation was on a, on a handkerchief. And anyway, and yeah. so I had, oh yeah, they're, they're very cool. I'll have to show you, but <laughs> I had, in, had um, handkerchiefs embroidered for like, again, mom, dad, mother-in-law, father-in-law with like meaningful messages. And I put a lot of time, I agonized over the words, the thought, the colors, the the whole thing. And yeah, they were not, they were just like, oh, okay. Like not, and I was like, so hurt and probably took it more personally than I needed to, but that's such a good point. Like if you don't know, like that, the person who's given you this, like this really means something to them, then, then you don't actually know how to react proportionately. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's helpful to know your your people's yes. languages. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, one more out of these five mm-hmm. acts of service. How would you explain this one? This is my top also giving and receiving. And this is also my husband's, one of my husband's top two. So if if this is also yours or your significant other's primary love language, it's usually that you know, they want love expressed to them um, through their partner, maybe helping them out with with just, you know, things <laughs> like helpful things, whether it's doing kind of unexpected, nice things for their partner or working on like maybe a project together. It could be completing chores or helping with errands. It usually is like when the partner does more than their normal share of responsibilities to like relieve pressure or stress um, from their partner. And people with this love language really, really appreciate when their partner does something that they might not typically enjoy just to make their life easier. Um, Cue the scene from the breakup. I want you to want to do the dishes um, kind of, (laughs) kind of thing. But this, this one for me is, is again, like such a big one again, that I, this, this for me goes both ways that I, I give and receive love this way. Like, Again, for my birthday, not only did I ask for my husband to like have a laptop free weekend, I also asked him to change the light bulbs in uh, our closet. That was it. That's all I really needed. Just like do this thing that's like been looming um, so I can see my clothes. Um, they're too high for me to read. Um, and, and like that it really means a lot. And just again, kind of like the the effort, the, I guess that that's what the two, two of mine, um, have in common is like the effort maybe going out of your way a little bit. Yeah. What would you add? Well, if anybody's not familiar with that breakup, the breakup scene, I think that was a great example that uh, 
when Jennifer Aniston is in in the apartment with Vince Vaughn, um, already really upset with him. Uh, he hadn't gotten the right amount of lemons for her centerpiece. And uh, then it just starts like rolling off from there. And of course, this movie is called The Breakup. Um, so like, don't get scared for people who haven't, <laughs> haven't, uh, haven't watched. This doesn't mean that you're going to break up. However, she's clearly asking him for something. She's clearly communicating to him that, uh, well, let me also just say, she does put him in this double bind um, mm-hmm. of, of, I want you to want to do the dishes that really puts him in a spot here. He's No one's going to win. She, she wants him to do them. She wants him to do them out of the good of his heart. She's asking him to make a point of doing an act of service for her. This is clearly something that would fill her up with love. Uh, and he doesn't see it like that. He just sees it as a chore. He sees it as annoying. He sees it as silly. He, he's not seeing how that greater, deeper importance that this could actually serve in his relationship. Maybe they needed to take the love languages quiz. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that would save their relationship. Who mm-hmm. knows? But what she doesn't end up communicating to him here is like, when you do things for me, I feel loved. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, I feel distant from you. And I feel, I feel like you, you aren't, in, you aren't in love with me. Um, and that broadens this. It's not about the dishes. It's not about the lemons. It's not about this, this particular context of the situation. This is a bigger part of their relationship of like, I'm missing this. I'm missing feeling loved. And that's like really important in a relationship. So same with like, she's always talked about like wanting to go to the ballet and like wanting to do these things. And he has not seen that as if I do this for her, it's to show her that I love her. Mm-hmm. It's if I do this for her, this sucks. <laughs> so there wasn't enough of the generosity that happens in some of these love languages that are actually that happens in all these love languages, especially when you and your partner are speaking different love languages. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. No, thanks for breaking that down for sure. I mean, and, and you're right. Like it's never about the dishwasher being loaded the wrong way or like whatever, those little couple fights that every couple has. It, 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 it inevitably probably boils down to one of these five things <laughs> or, or a way that a person um, is, is maybe not feeling loved in that moment or within that interaction. And if somebody's upset, like I, we don't have enough sex. Mm-hmm. What they're really saying to you is physical touch is my love language. Mm-hmm. And how, how can we, how can we create an uh, 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 environment where, uh, where physical touch is more apparent in our relationship? Cause right now it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And we'll and we'll get into once we once we dive into the these two new love languages, um, we'll get into um, you know how how these how knowing these really can help help relationships or or kind of like I know my love language now what situation for sure but yeah let's let's talk about these other two. Um, <laughs> so apparently eHarmony yes the paid dating 
site, um, did a, a dating trends report for 2023. And it indicated that when they were polling their um, members, that 46% of adults in the United States expressed that their way of receiving and expressing love wasn't actually included as one of the five that Catherine and I just uh, went through um, that were originally coined by marriage counselor and author Gary Chapman, by the way. So they decided through their, you know, research, their data, um, that there were two new additions that should be included amongst the love languages. The first one is shared experiences. What do you think about love language number six? Well, hopefully, first of all, I, I love to hear Gary Chapman's take on, on these. On Same. Yeah, where's he been at? I'd love to. What do you think, Gary? I want to hear his comments. Um, because I am not feeling it. I'm not thinking that this is its own love language. This really sounds like an extension of quality time. Um, I, I read that the difference between this and quality time is really about like, the adventure aspect and and doing something new but i don't think that just as i was explaining before about quality time that there are different levels of quality time that you can have these really really in-depth uh and 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 less frequent maybe like experiences with with your partner and that that can be quality time. And then there can be these other quality times. It's maybe like sitting at the dinner table instead of sitting in front of the TV eating dinner. Um, so I don't think that the shared experience is enough on its own. Um, I think that that puts too much into like, we always have to be doing something. We always have to be like out there and, and trying and, and, and learning and this and that. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to live life here. <laughs> Tone it down. Mm-hmm. And, and especially it kind of gets you into this, like, I have to like thrill seek kind of mm-hmm. um, mentality in order to keep up my relationship. And that's not, that's not really healthy. What do you think yeah no i love that take i i'm i'm looking at like um the the same article that you and i were both kind of using as our source source material here um and one of the quote-unquote experts that weighs in says it's both the experience itself and the thoughtfulness that puts you into making that experience happen that makes them feel loved that doesn't sound a whole lot different to me than quality time um, yeah. And then it, it goes into, you know, signs that this might be your love language. You feel closer to your partner after attending an event together. You love completing a group task. You uh, prefer to always have someone along for the ride. You feel closest when you're making new memories. You prefer to be you prefer to be doing something with your partner. Yeah, I think this is on the extreme end of quality time. I agree. I think it's a little too... I think it's a little too extreme. It doesn't actually sound like that healthy if you ask me right if this is its own if it's just an extension of quality time then great like i love doing new things with my husband i love when we do something adventurous um 
And I also just love doing things with my husband. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be this, this broad, like the, this like extreme experience. It can be both mm-hmm. um, making it have to be this, this serious sort of like, I'm throwing, throwing you and I out of a plane kind of experience. Like that's, I don't know, just mm-hmm. like a little too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Like I, I, I'll, I'd love to see a follow-up from eHarmony about how many people selected this as their love language. I also find it so interesting. 46% is a huge percentage that didn't feel like any one of those five like hit for them. Like how, how is that, that that's, that, that's not possible. They must not have fully understood the assignment there, but whatever. Who am I to judge? You know, the polling, I want to, I want to know what the question is. Exactly. Exactly. There, there might be something, something up with the, with the research there. Um, the um, second new uh, love language is called emotional security. So this one is when you feel closer to your significant other, when you are quote, bearing your heart and soul during intimate pillow talks, um, rooted in conversation, emotional security happens when a person feels safe, seen, secure, and accepted for being their authentic self. Um, what do you, what do you think about this? So I don't like the name. Um, I think the name doesn't make any sense because that's you, you. You said this when we were when we were planning this out. You said that like this who who doesn't want emotional security in their relationship? Like this is what you're apparently allegedly getting from all of the five original ones. So isn't that I, just what a relationship, a healthy relationship, is emotionally secure? Like right? Isn't that just what we all want? Right. Exactly. So I, in that, in that regard, I don't like this name. However, I do what I do like about it and what I could buy into is, is adding it on. Um, although I still kind of think it could be an extension of quality time because if you're spending quality time together, there's intention, there's, there is deep conversation. There is like some sort of like stimulating uh, discussion. Um, I, I, what I, what I do like about this is that deep conversation aspect. I think there are a lot of people that could potentially experience all, all of the original five, but still feel like they're only talking surface level kind of conversation with their partner. Um, Mm -hmm. I I have a friend who, who kind of has explained to me that that she experiences this and she's not sure if this is a place where this relationship she's in is where she's supposed to be getting that deeper conversation or if she's she can get that elsewhere mm-hmm. um it's a great question to ask but i i, outside, I, could, of, I outside of her romantic relationship yes yes yeah yeah if she's getting from friends or she's getting from family or coworkers, like is that needed in her relationship she's not sure mm-hmm. but there's still something missing there. And that's what I think is really important to, to see that these, these other things, I guess, could be happening. Um, but I think that also depends on what you're defining as quality. Right. Um, Cause maybe there's 
time um, and maybe there's conversation and maybe there's adventure, but is there that depth? Is there that, um, that like curiosity and that thinking and that um, vulnerability? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what this one makes me think of? It makes me think of the bachelor franchise and they are on one-on-one dates and this feels like the love language of the bachelor like <laughs> you're so right just you know share with me your deepest darkest secret your deepest darkest trauma let's do it and that's how i know that you are serious about me and about this relationship or you're ready to get married that that's what this one is giving Yes. And I think it, to give it a little more credit, I think it can also be, are we having conversations about religion? Are we having conversations about politics? Are we having conversations about your family life and my family life and, and how that relates to how we're, we're living today together? Like, are we really getting into that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or are we just shooting the shit and talking about our days? Right. You know, as you're, as you're saying this, it's occurred to me that there is, I mean, what is missing in the five love languages is something about verbal communication. Um, Like words of affirmation doesn't actually cover that. So, okay. So, all right. You might, you might've swayed me. I agree with you. Don't love the name, but, but yeah, I do think there is something about like, yeah, deep, conversations um they should have thought of that yeah yes yeah yeah all right come back come back to us eHarmony <laughs> with an update yeah so interesting so yeah I I'd love to like for for you all who are listening would love to hear your thoughts on five love languages in general if you think these two were needed if you if you feel like you fit in these categories I would love to know you know maybe I'm wrong but in my, you know, we, of course we could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but I really want to know from Gary Chapman. So we'll have to do a follow-up, like a little, a little update. Yeah. If we, if we can get a hold of him. If we can, <laughs> if we can, if we can get a hold of him, if Google, you know, has uh-huh. some for us, maybe. <laughs> okay. So we've t- obviously defined all of the seven love languages. Um, and we've, as we've been kind of going through the definitions of each, um, I think we've, we've started to talk about how they can really be helpful for us in relationships. Right. It's really about being able to not only understand what you're needing in your relationship, but also understanding what your partner needs and and I love that they're called love languages too, because you could be speaking Spanish and your partner can be speaking German. And if you're not learning German and your and your partner is not learning Spanish, how can you possibly communicate? How can you possibly go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Um, unless this is love, actually, and you know you don't actually need to know the other person's language to got fall deeply in love with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you really need to know how your partner gets gets their love 
in order for your relationship to flourish Mm -hmm. in the best way possible. Yeah, for sure. And so what do you think about, like, say you are in a relationship where um, your love language isn't being addressed um, or met, I guess, like what, what should someone do about that? About it. <laughs> Have a deep conversation about it. Have a deep conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dig into that emotional security. Love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's the reality. If you're, if you're not having that need met, how can you possibly feel emotionally secure mm-hmm. in your relationship? And to a point where this happens more often than not, that it, if you're not feeling emotionally secure because you're not, your needs are not being met, you're not feeling loved, it can be that much harder to be vulnerable and to address some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you and your partner haven't talked about them before. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, I think it was just a great exercise in general. I had that I had my husband take this quiz just to, to, to check. I had a hunch, but I didn't know about the words of affirmation one, how important that was to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not, if you're not making it a part of your relationship, if you're not making you too a part of your relationship and like how you're functioning, how things are happening, how things are going, mm-hmm. um, then that that lack of understanding is only going to build. Mm-hmm. Right, right, for sure. I mean, I was thinking about. Um, it's so, it's so interesting sometimes, like, um, my, mine and my husband's experience of our relationship were sometimes, I mean, we're often on the same page, but there have been plenty of times or seasons in our relationship where I've said to him, like, gosh, I feel like we are like really missing each other a lot lately. Like we're not really connecting. And he'll say, really, this is the most connected I feel like we've ever been. And I, you know, we've worked hard to be able to have these kinds of conversations about our relationship. But even that gave us a little bit of uh, like in of like, okay, so like you're getting your kind of like maybe love language needs spoken to like what what is what is kind of missing on my end why am i not feeling as connected and it just gave us a framework and gave us like a little bit more of a gentle like defenselessness framework of okay well we know that my love language is um acts of service and um quality time i know that you've been really really busy and it would make me feel incredibly like loved and adored. Um, if you could kind of keep that in mind as you go about your day, you know, it doesn't have to be a, you never want to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it can be just more of a, like a, again, a framework or a, a data point of like, this is, this is what I know about myself. This is what's really helpful to me. Um, I love it when you do X, Y, or Z. Um, it means a lot to me. It helps me feel loved. I mean, to say that it helps me feel loved is like a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think could keep somebody from saying it in just the way that you just said? Um, I think our, I, I think sometimes people don't understand that, that they are actually quote, like miscommunicating quote unquote, yeah. like, you know, that they might not see, 
like the resentment building up as like my partner's not, I, I might, my partner might not be speaking my love language or um, I might not be picking up what my partner's putting down in terms of the way that they're experiencing. I, I feel like maybe people aren't viewing it from that framework. And then therefore they're just looking at the definite deficit or the lack um, rather than like kind of the bigger picture. I don't know. What do you yeah. No, I, I agree. I think there's like, they're not, yeah, they're not really seeing what, what the true issue is. They're just honing in on like the content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I will say though, I mean, um, learning theory, uh, 101 is like, if, if again, um, my, my love language is my main love language is quality time. Um, that is not my husband's. And so what do I make sure I do when, um, I know that he has gone out of his way to like have a huge chunk of time that's completely undivided. I notice it. I express my appreciation and how much I really enjoyed it. Positive reinforcement, like that is how we learn where people learn. Um, and so if you do notice your partner doing something that you appreciate and that helps you to feel loved, call it out, notice it for them so that they continue to do that. Like that's the only way that we, not the only way, that is a main way that we as humans learn is through positive reinforcement. Right. <laughs> all right. I think we, I think we did it. I think we covered it all. Um, we will in, in our show notes description, add a link uh, for a love languages quiz so that you can check it out for yourself, see for yourself, have your partner take it too, like Catherine and her husband did and compare notes. And it could be kind of fun to plan some like date nights or, or put some plans into place knowing what you know now. Right. So yeah, give, give it a, give it a go, give it a whirl and let us know, especially about the two new ones. would love to hear your, your takes. Yes. The quiz only includes the five. Okay. Yes. Maybe we can link an article about the two new ones so that people can, can check it out. Yeah, we'll do. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I hope that means that you have liked what you are hearing. If you did, if you think this would be helpful to share with a friend. Maybe share this episode with your significant other and see what resonates. You don't need the quiz. Just send them this episode. It'll be great. Um, so sharing, um, rating, reviewing, following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that really, really means so much to us and helps us out, helps us broaden our audience. Um, also helps us to know what you are liking and enjoying from us on Wishing You Well. So keep doing that. Um, also make sure you are following us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Revive Center for Wellness, where we release a bonus podcast every week, Reactivity TV. And we also have such great wellness content overall on our YouTube channel. So make sure you check it out. And there are full episodes of our podcast up on YouTube. So you can kind of see all the facial expressions that Catherine and I make. Um, and, you know, I use a lot of air quotes apparently. So you can see all of that too. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Revive CFW. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, me at Amy Albero LCSW. 
Check out our website, revivecfw.com, and send us emails to wishingyouwell at revivecfw.com. Until next time, we are wishing you well.